So hello, hello, everyone. I am Chris Calvert, your host, and I am going to be taking you into the fast track for a graphic designer with Katie Evenson, who I was thrilled to interview about her whole experience in becoming a graphic artist and then now working in this field. So Katie and I had a really great conversation. She covered a ton of ground in this industry, and I am going to give you the fast track to this career. I've taken out some excerpts, going to give you an idea of what she says in this whole conversation. So one of the cool things about this podcast is the ability that you all have, and I too, as voyeurs to kind of listen to other people's life journeys and experience and kind of cut out the mistakes and learn from them and just skip those mistakes and go, you know, straight to the good stuff. So listen to Katie talking about maybe something that she would do differently this time? When I growing up and I would always take art and I loved art classes. Um, I loved painting um, and just doing that kind of stuff. But I didn't know how to make that work as a job. Mm -hmm. So I just never thought about that, that I could do that. Um, So I just I went to undergrad and uh, I, I liked writing as well. So I just majored in journalism. And then once I got to those classes where I actually was doing what I'd have to be doing out in the field for that uh, career. I didn't like it. Interesting. So I was like, well, I'll just graduate and I'll work for a couple of years and to figure out where I'm going to go, like to figure out how I knew I wanted to do some kind of art, but I didn't know how. So that is what this podcast is all about is seeing if you have an interest in art or in anything that there is an avenue that you can can figure out so you don't go to school. Not that there's anything wrong with a journalism degree for sure. But Katie could have fast tracked it a little bit more than than that. And I think that is really what she is telling you. So what we learned on this podcast was that portfolio school is something that you do if you would like to make a living from art and that in in graphic arts, that really it's your work that speaks for itself rather than what is on your resume per se. So listen to Katie talking a little bit about, you know, why it doesn't matter where you went to school or even if you went to college. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter if you if you went to school. Right. I mean, they want to see what, what how your mind works, like how you think. So the whole idea behind this is the idea of concepting and bringing ads to life. And that is through the art itself and also through the the big idea of what is that ad going to convey or what is that image going to convey? Or, you know, there's copywriters in this space. There's photographers in this space. There's website designers in this space. It's it's insanely creative area and really, I think, exciting. So listen to her talking about the idea of concepting, and then we'll move on to some examples. What I like about it is that they hammer down, like, come up with a concept. Like, we don't want to see a pretty piece of work. We want to see a sketched out, like, marker. Like, uh, sketch out your idea with markers. Because if the idea is strong enough, it'll come across. Um, So we, you know, worry later about what it looks like. Interesting. We want to make sure you have a concept first, that it makes sense for the product. So cool. Just to give you an idea of some of the things that they help you with in portfolio school when you're learning how to apply this art as a living. And then listen to Katie talking about some of the examples, some of the cool stuff that she has developed herself. So for example, we had um, Crayola as uh, a... a, Crayons. Yes, Crayola Crayons. Come up with a concept to to sell this product. And my partner and I came up with, um, because newspapers are failing, like more, right. more and more. Print, yeah. So we came up with the idea that um, let's uh, try to get newspapers back in circulation by taking all the f- photos that are in there and making them outline sketches. 
And it would be like once a month that it would be the Crayola edition and it would come with crayons. And you could sit and watch or read like your kids or whatever color with them and they learn and you're reading about the news and, and you're learning like what's going on by coloring with the newspaper. So these pictures are kind of like a coloring book? Yeah. But, but you know, like the page of yeah, the coloring book. Yeah, it's laid book. out like a this newspaper, is so cool. but it's actually just outlines, you know, if it's sports, you know, yeah. it's, it's whatever that shot was, it's outlined. So you read about it and you color while you learn. It's just so cool to think about. This is a, an area, like I said, that I just have no experience in other than hiring people to do this work. So when you think about just if you're like an idea person to be able to sit around all day and like that's your job is to it's stressful, I guess, in one sense. But in the other thing, how cool to create something from nothing. So that is, I think, probably a, the appeal of this industry, especially if you're an artist. And with that, though, goes a little bit of um, check your ego at the door kind of uh, situation, because this is an area where your ideas are going to be on display, you're going to be exhibiting your work and really putting yourself out there, too. I mean, if you can depersonalize that, good for you. But I mean, I think most of us kind of are, you know, tie those things together. It's my idea. And therefore, it's my ego. And therefore, when it gets uh, critiqued, it's going to be, you know, me on the platter. So this is helpful information, I think. Listen to Katie talking about what it is in you know portfolio school when you have to get up in front of the room and present your ideas. But you pitch your ideas. You get up in front of the room and you say what your different concepts are. And they, the teachers and the other students kind of, they, you have to have thick skin. Because they will, they will, you know, tell it like it is. And they narrow it down to wh- what direction you should go. And, you know, you produce it from there. So did you have thick skin before? Oh, yeah. yeah. You, from what? Just... Just life. I mean, my just. I mean, like my my. I think just growing up around fr- my good friends and stuff. Like everyone makes you humble. <laughs> we should all be so lucky, right, to have friends like that. It's just it's uh, you. You have to be ready for this. That's really, I think, the bottom line. And so here we go on with. I mean, I think anyone who's successful will tell you that they have failed along the way. And you, you know, there's the whole saying, "Fail your way to success." And I don't know if I believe that necessarily, but there is a lot of failure involved in risk and involved in getting places and involved in learning. So here's Katie's tip, if you will, on failure. And you will fail. They will. There'll be times where you fail, and they say you missed the mark on this completely. And that's that's how you get better. How does that feel? I mean, like that good. You time? feel you feel pretty embarrassed, but I mean, it happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. So you just are like, all right, well, I guess I'll just try harder next time. Right. So there's the attitude too. You can kind of you really start getting a sense of what this is because if you're if you're an artist, you probably know this better than anyone. But um, you know, people, you're a visual, or if you know, if you're a copywriter, you're also an artist. So, but either way, people are viewing your work. You can't do this in a, in a closet. You can't do, you can't just sing in the shower and become you know Adele. This is stuff that you have to you have to put yourself out there. So it's great. I think that she's giving us really the idea that you have to be ready for that. And so what we talked about also is. You, you know, may have gone to college, you might not go to college. But um, if you were younger in your career, you know, say maybe, you know, 16, 17, 18, there might be some things that you could front load, like some of the programs you have to learn, you could maybe learn those in high school. But uh, she does have some caveats some caution about maybe going to a portfolio school right out of high school. I would recommend they have some life experience first before they go to a portfolio school. That's helpful. Why would you say that? Just because it, you're right, at 18, you're still a kid. And when you go off to school, it that just you're on your own and you learn how to be independent and you learn all those life skills. Like you're a very different person from like age 18 to 23. Mm-hmm. You completely change. So that you kind of 
are becoming more of who you're going to be at that point in your life and you're stronger and you're more confident you have more skills a skill set to go out there in the world so i think that's really important I thought that was really important what she said and the way that she said it just so, uh, you know, experientially also, it just gives you an idea that I think you have a lot more to say also. You've had just a, you know, a wealth of experience. It's important to keep in mind, though, too, when you're thinking when you're your younger self, I always am thinking about, you know, watching my kids play with Legos or whatnot, that it's they have a mind at that moment that is not replicable. So if you are 18 or 19, and maybe you are going to put off going to portfolio school, you know, I would still say, write everything down, you know, like, make those drawings. And because there will be elements of the who you are at 18, that you can use when you're later on being asked to create an ad for, uh, I, I don't know, anything anti bullying, you know, like, uh, what it is to be a girl in sports in high school, you know, you, you might be asked to do anything. So just keep in mind, as as we're talking about so many careers that whoever you are going to be came from a certain evolution and there's value in every part of that evolution. So uh, write it down, take notes and keep track of yourself because you are your greatest asset. Okay, so going on from there, Katie's a graphic artist, but she also started as a creative director in the creative um, art director kind of lane and then switched over to graphic artist. So why would you do that? Because uh, there's kind of complications, maybe, if you will, that come from that in terms of more schooling and, uh, you know, switching gears. So listen to her talk about her thought process in choosing graphic artist. Sometimes with art direction, um, it hasn't been my, it hasn't really been my experience, but from it, this can happen where you are coming up with the idea and you're directing it, but you're not creating the work. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be cre- actually creating this artwork and like, and just getting more into the art side of it. Yeah, so that's, it's, I think when you're, if you're getting to the point now in this conversation where you're thinking, well, I really might want to look at portfolio school, it's probably something that you'll be reviewing. But just to think about, again, what, I mean, we've talked about on this podcast before, you know, what do you want your 24 hour cycle to look like? Do you want it to look like more of a, you know, client management, managing the employees that you have? Or do you want to look at it like you want to be the person specifically creating each art piece? And that's where Katie said she wanted to really be involved uh, more specifically with the art. So talk about initiative that's needed in this field. I mean, gosh, as we're talking, I was just like, wow, you, you really have to be bringing it all the time like nothing's getting served up for you in this field so listen to Katie talking about she's already at school and all the other things that you're going to have to do on top of that did you have computer experience did you know okay so how did that work I had to learn all the programs they Um, teach you everything well that's a lot of you have to do that work outside of class I mean I would just create things and just try to learn as much as I could and buy books and you have to educate yourself because they can't teach you everything Yep. And so here we are again with, um, you know, the ways that you can add to your to your resume, if you will. In this case, you're going to use a website, but just adding to your life. So there are specific programs that used in this field. Listen to what Katie's talking about. When again, this is an area learn from her experience and learn from her, um, you know, ideas do not feel like you have to reinvent the wheel on these things. This is about the programs that you need in this field. In the creative world, we're on Max. So uh, we use Adobe Creative Suite, and that has Illustrator, Photoshop, and InDesign. And you get books on how to learn how to use those programs because they're so huge, and they're constantly updating and changing the way they work that you need to learn how to use these programs and what the best use for these programs are. 
Um, Because, like, I didn't know that. Like, you don't make an advertisement in Illustrator. You do it in InDesign. Illustrator is for logos. And then, you know, you don't do an ad in Photoshop because that's just for the photos. So there's things you have to learn. Then also how to use the programs and to make it do what you want it to do. So you have to take time and teach yourself outside of class. Otherwise, your stuff's not going to improve because you're not going to know how to use the program. Yep. That's a really good tip. That's one of those things like, oh, I wish I would have known that when I was doing it. So now you know, no excuses and you're uh, well armed. So going to school is not cheap. We talked about that. It's, um, you know, these portfolio schools, maybe not all, but this particular one was private school. Maybe you can find it through your state college. Um, But listen to Katie talking about what you need to be prepared for in terms of costs. It's very expensive to go to ad school. I was going to ask that. That was my next question. Yes. Very, very expensive. Because it's a private school. Yes, it's a private school. you're asking industry leaders to come in, so Mm -hmm. that's not free. No. Okay, so give us an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, It's like going to grad school. I don't know what it is now, but when I was there, I think it was because it would go in quarters. So every there would be four quarters in a year. So I think at the time it was $3,500 a quarter. So fourteen a year. Yeah, so, so fourteen. So yeah, like thirty grand. To, yeah, at to least get this done. Yeah, um, but then when you and then you have to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Do you have to buy your computer? You have to buy the programs. If you are a photography major, which they also teach, you have to buy um, a two thousand dollar camera. I mean, there's so many things that you have to buy uh, to be in this program, mm-hmm. and you have to worry about also how you're going to pay for your living and like you know like everyone most people have part time jobs because they can't afford to do it without having some kind of income. Right. So get ready. I mean, that's, I think it's just like anything though, right? You know, as we're going through that whole conversation, I'm sure you're thinking too, you know, but if you want to, if you want to be an artist, you, you're going to, you're going to do it, you know, you're going to figure out a way to do it. And if your calling is to live this way in life, you're going to do it. And uh, it's going to cost you a little money, but you'll get there. Alyssa, this is cool though. When she talks about having other jobs, there is value in all of those other jobs. So listen to her talking about the the skills that she got from waitressing on the side while she was in school. I think everyone should waitress. <laughs> I just, I mean, I think that builds your, your thick skin <laughs> on top of other things in life. And you just, you really have to, um, it's just, it's, it's a lot of work. And it's just, it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's thankless, you know, and people that haven't waitressed, they don't understand tipping. They don't understand that like, um, if the food comes out, uh, uh, let's say that the food is late, it's not the waitress's fault. It's the kitchen's fault. Like there's so many things that people that don't understand about the industry when they come and eat. And you're the person that's um, basically you're the one that's representing the restaurant. They don't know about all the back back people and stuff. And so it gets taken out on you when something's wrong. Um, so you just you kind of ha- you have to have a, a thick skin and, and just learn how to go with the flow and not take things personally. So, by the way, that'll be another whole episode about what if you want to be able to wait tables for a living because you can be quite uh, successful doing that also, but you've got to be that person. So I think it's just cool to look at, see all the all the ways that your life comes together and that she has these various experiences. But then in in the end, she doesn't want to do the client interface, even though she has all this waitressing skills. So just keep thinking as we're going through. I mean, you are as we listen to the, the whole the whole interview of what it is to make a living as an artist. So some of the cool things that Katie's done is um, kind of changed around in the way that she looked at how she was going to approach her art. And here is um, Katie giving you an idea of some of the kind of, kinds of classes that you would take at Portfolio School and how she landed on her her great love. What are some of the classes? So, um, so a package design, um, a magazine layout, um, 
website, uh, that kind of stuff. Okay. Very um, different. Yeah. Very different. Um, and I just, I just really liked it. It just felt very, um, like so artful and so fun and like to see your product out in the, in like in the public is like, that seemed exciting to me. Like that's fun. Like, Oh, Hey, I did that. Um, kind of a thing. That's cool. Cause she landed on package design as we were talking about it. You know, she mentioned now that she's working for a specific company doing, you know, packaging for dental products. But what she loves about it is, um, you know, being able to see your stuff out in the world. And the woman that she worked for in New York, it was, was kind of known for design, designing the smart water bottle that I'm sure so many of us have, have used and seen. So it's, it's kind of cool, really neat what you get to do. So now you're ready to get your materials in front of the the right person. If once you need to get a job or an internship, here's kind of Katie talking about how to get it to the right person I would just look at well I would look at who the creative directors were I'd try to find that information out and I would send them um I'd send them like directly to them my information instead of trying to go through like HR or something like that I would just directly to the source of someone that's going to say hey this person I think they have some talent let's hire them or also in there too is she's talking about you know getting in front of that person but then we're also talked about just sheer numbers. You know, she's talking about sending out at the time CDs and now you would send out your website links, but it's the same idea, right? You've got to send that to like, you know, 50 plus people to get, you know, a few interviews to be able to then get an internship or perhaps a job. So how much do you get paid? How is this, how is this going to work? Listen to Katie talking about um, getting paid in this field. And another thing too, I learned <laughs> is that when you're a graphic designer versus an art director, you get paid less. Did you know that when you switched? I did not know that. Right, because how would you know? I wouldn't know that. Yeah. A lot less? Like 50% less? I would... um, 75. I'd like maybe 75 to 50% less. Yeah. Okay. Um, For some reason, they're not valued as much. So uh, art directors get paid a lot more. So there you go. So then that's another decision, right? So another fork of the road. Do you want to... I mean, maybe if you love art direction, then that's it's an easier thing. But um, but in her estimation, you are compromising a little bit in terms of of how much you get paid in choosing to be specifically on the graphic art side. So that leads to job hopping. So listen to Katie talking about why in this industry, job hopping is is kind of the way it goes. That's why people switch companies and and agencies because that's the way to get promoted. Um, most people do not stay places for more than a few years because they're not getting raises and they they need to they need to start making more money so they'll go to somewhere else which was so interesting to me thinking about you know i i come from a different background where it's the the idea of like reward your employees well you know make sure that the good ones stay but in this industry i guess it's it's creative too so you just want new fresh ideas and you know people moving around is kind of the norm so who are these people who are moving around and what are the opportunities for women in this industry and are there women in this industry listen to katie's response to this is it a male-dominated industry yes completely completely like like that's it like yes completely like with without a doubt it's a male-dominated industry so which was kind of actually surprising to me that's strictly personal because i i know some graphic artists and they happen to be women but yeah so that's just another thing to think about whichever side of the coin you are on this, but um, you're going to be encountering a male-dominated industry. Um, what about hours, deadlines, you know, workload, all that stuff? It can be a really stressful environment, uh, depending on what your 
what who you're working for and what your workspace is like. So Katie gave us a, some great insight, I think, in terms of uh, what your hours might look like and how it stacks up. That's yeah. another thing. Yeah, with agencies, um, bigger ones, I think, are going to be more. Um, more hours. More hours. Um, you are You are working a lot at smaller agencies, too, because you're kind of at whatever the client wants. Because we're deadlines. there, we're deadlines, and you're there to make the client look good. So if they come in last minute because they messed up, that's on us to fix it so they look good for their boss, kind of a thing. Are you getting so, overtime? Oh, no. You're salary. <laughs> yeah. So you could be, the, I mean, there's times where I was there till like two in the morning. I mean, you just sometimes, you just, that's what you have to do to get the work done for the presentation the next day. And usually at the bigger agencies, if you're up all night doing that and to have it ready for the client, they let you go home then after the presentation. If you've ever stayed up all night, anywhere to doing work. I used to paralegal in New York and this was not unusual to have to stay, you know, quite late in litigation, at least, you know, getting stuff done. So it's exhausting. I mean, you could can't even think straight by the time that that morning rolls around and then to put in a full day, it must just almost be laughable what they'd be coming up with uh, conceptually on that day. But it is, it, those are all things to think about. And even in terms of how you put together your career, I mean, if you want to freelance, you could do that, you know, just all the things to consider. So what about stress? And is it stressful? And how does the, how does it work in the agency environment? Here's Katie talking about that. It's very itself. stressful. Um, so if you can be in a, an environment that you fast feel paced. comfortable in, oh, very fast paced. Yeah. Like, and you're, you're doing our, you're, you have to also have to keep track of your hours for what client because you're billing these clients. Like billable hours for yes. attorneys. Yes, exactly. So, um, and that can be stressful too, because you don't want, if you, you can get talked to for spending way too much time on something that you didn't know was going to take that long and we're billing the client for it, but you you know, they talk to you about it, like your creative directors and like, hey, this, this took too long. Like, you can't be doing this. Super interesting. I had no idea that that's that that was even part of their world. But yeah, keeping track of time, billing, billable hours, etc. So that's really helpful, really helpful information. So you're thinking like, if you're an if you're an artist, right, that you're all you're around these other artists and you're all just, you know, collaborating and it's all just this wonderful, fabulous space. But the way Katie describes it, she's like, no, it's like totally distracting and, and awful to have to be around that. And I, I get that because, you know, when you're in an intensive mind thought, you know, sometimes it's not awesome to be around other people. So listen to what she talks about in terms of how they set up the workspaces for the artists. They, for some reason, I don't know why companies think this, but they think that it's better to have all the designers and art directors in the same room and that they're going to collaborate and like um, come up with better ideas. It doesn't work that way. Like we would love to have just our own office, <laughs> shut the door and just like do our work. And when you want to co- collaborate with someone, you just go into an office, like a conference room or whatever, and talk there. Like it just more really... like a brainstorming session. Like, let me throw bounce an idea off you. Exactly. Not like let's sit in this space and like create a new whole thing. Exactly. It's very distracting. I mean, it's just it's, it's so interesting. And there, again, there are a lot of environments that you can work under, I guess, to do this type of work. I mean, there are other ways we could teach graphic arts for that matter. But um, this is just in terms of the agency experience and what you might encounter. And probably early on in your career, you'll want to get some agency experience, even if you don't end up staying in an agency environment, because that's what you know, you'll just get a lot of great experience going to these some of these bigger houses. So how do you apply for a job? You know, what what happens? How do you even get your work out there? Listen to Katie talking about some of that. That's what you need now when you're trying to apply for jobs. So you okay. need to have a, a, a working website. Um, and that to show becomes them. your portfolio? That basically? becomes your portfolio. Right. So you used to think 
you know, I mean, a business person who thinks about resumes and, you know, now they've even the resume itself has changed so much and you could just send people to the URL of your, you know, your name uh, that essentially has your body of work or whatever you've been doing. But in the graphic art specifically, it is such a highly, you know, visual field. I mean, if you listen to the full episode, you can see what she talks about and how important the work is. It just the work is what's speaking for itself. They don't really want to care about much else they will just want to see what your work is the way for that for them to see that is through your website which is kind of cool though because then just think you could update your website constantly and not have to like reprint 500 resumes and send them out so that's kind of nice um and then here we are talking about some of the the career trajectory for what would be in you know graphic artist or a creative director kind of how that goes and so katie gives us just a little glimpse into what your career could look like because that's the goal you want to be if you're an art director then you you eventually you want to be a creative director that that's your goal yep because so what we said in terms of being a creative director remember she said that you know if you're a graphic artist you're not going to get paid as much as the creative director and i think what she was really identifying that is most likely based on i thought it might be a client inter- client interface idea but she was basing it more on probably the idea generation which is kind of interesting because if you're a graphic artist you have to also have an idea in your head because people don't sketch something out for you and say here make this art you know you have to put it together and make that art so it's such a great such a great conversation with Katie and I'm going to close out this last piece and these excerpts just to give you a really good tip that any of us can use it doesn't matter what industry you were in but um, but Katie gives us this great tip about a common super common interview question here she goes last words I would say which this would go for anybody but I didn't know this <laughs> until later in my career when you go to an interviewer and they say tell me about yourself they don't mean like where you went to high school and your background they mean like work-wise <laughs> So don't make that mistake because I've done that. Such a good tip. I mean, it seems so simple, right? Oh, tell me about yourself. And you could say like, oh, a thousand things. But that is an area, if you're going to get coached on any any question, get coached on that one. So it doesn't matter if you're an actor, an artist, or, you know, a CEO, I think knowing what to say, having your elevator speech on that, tell me about yourself is definitely worth it. I've heard it a 100 times. So that does it for the fast track on what it is to be a graphic artist, or you can take that to be a website designer or a creative director or an art director, because that's all going to involve portfolio school, you can get some good tips in any of that. So be sure to check out the full episode where we cover so many of those aspects and so much more information than what we can cover here on this fast track. So check that out. And then be sure to check out all the links that are available related to this episode and making a living with art. So I am Chris Calvert signing off and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.